It is time now for Making Sense of the Markets with Lori Pinkowski. Lori is a Senior Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Simi. How are you? I am excellent. Thank you. How are those markets doing? Well, markets have kind of been flirting with positive and negative territory this morning, but this is really coming off uh, another really strong week last week. Um, We saw the S&P 500 uh, really pass uh, the fifth positive week in a row. Uh, And that was the first since November 2021 last week. And the NASDAQ had its eighth consecutive positive week. So the market's taking a bit of a breather. Uh, Kind of makes sense at this point. And again, all of this uh, really um, kind of attributes back to the Fed pausing uh, on rate increases, which we had talked about. However, they're still really talking very hawkish in that they're they're thinking about uh, pausing now, but could raise uh, rates more in the future. And that's just as what we saw uh, with the Bank of Canada with their surprise uh, 25 basis point rate hike uh, a couple of weeks ago. Right. Okay. So this is a pause, but might not be a pause for long. Exactly. I think it's important for them to see how much these interest rate increases are really going to affect the economy because there's a lag, right? When you're increasing interest rates, uh, meeting after meeting, uh, it doesn't infiltrate into the economy right away. And in Canada, um, it was a bit of a surprise because, you know, again, we thought the pause was kind of for good. But the Canadian economy is uh, is really resilient. Um, you know, unemployment has ticked up slightly, but it's still a very strong labor market. And even uh, you take a look at inflation, it ticked up slightly uh, on the last read. And then the real estate market as well uh, has has kind of started to recover over the past couple of months. And and I think it's important to note that uh, with rates being as high as they are, usually that will lead to the real estate market, which we saw initially uh, having some issues with prices declining kind of on average 15%. So I'm not sure that the real estate market is just going to recover from here, and especially if the Bank of Canada uh, is going to raise rates further because that's really going to affect a lot of those uh, variable mortgage rate holders uh, now and in 2023. Again, if they don't pause and if they don't further reduce at some point this year. So And, and that's kind of looking uh, more into the future now with any rate reductions. Initially, it was thought possibly at the end of 20. 2023 here in Canada, uh, but it's not looking like that uh, anymore. Okay. And also we're going to get more information or do we hope to get more information this morning because the Bank of Canada has a summary of deliberations that's coming out? Exactly. We're going to find out more into, you know, what was behind that rate increase. And I think that's going to be important. Uh, well, one for us as Canadians, for uh, real estate owners, um, in terms of the stock market, again, it it doesn't move the Canadian markets too much. Again, what the Fed does in the U.S. is really what markets are, are focused on at this point. And like I said, we've seen a very strong recovery in markets. So to see a bit of a breather this week um, is not that much of, uh, of a surprise at this point. Okay. So, and then the market here has been doing really well. You mentioned the real estate market. I guess May is supposed to be like usually a gangbuster month for real estate, but I guess we have to wait and see what the actual stats show us. Exactly. And I think going into later this year as well, it's, you know, how long can um, some of these variable, uh, you know, rate mortgage holders, uh, you know, be able to make these payments? And are the banks going to be as accommodating as well going forward? I think those are two things that we're going to have to look at. And a lot of people are going to have their mortgages come due in the next year. And what does that mean for them? Because a lot of people, as you and I have talked about, bought too much, uh, too much house, uh, you know, that they can afford. And so with 
higher uh, rates brings higher payments, and a lot of people may not be able to uh, afford those new payments. So, so again, that's what we're looking at, and it really depends on what the Bank of Canada does over the next six to twelve months, uh, and that is uh, impossible to predict. However, we know we're at, towards the end of the rate increasing cycle. We we know a lot more than we did, you know, twelve months ago in in twenty twenty two in June, for example. So, so that's something to keep in mind. And markets uh, are very forward looking, and so you know a lot of people question why are markets going up when rates are still going up, and you know people talk about a recession. At this point, we're we're not in a recession. You know, we have full employment, um, and you know all these central banks keep citing that uh, the economies continue to be strong, and that's because you have you know a lot of people and everybody working. You can't really have a severe recession if um, you have low unemployment, and then again that can change. Being an active manager. This is what we follow, and these are how you know the data will reflect how we make our decisions now and going forward. Okay. Now we were also this morning going to talk about having a retirement withdrawal strategy, but my first question with that is, what is a retirement withdrawal strategy? Why do I need one? <laughs> well, um, you know, a lot of people are going to depend on their portfolio to draw income from in retirement. This is a time when you go from kind of earning a paycheck to paying yourself. And a lot of people have a lot of anxiety over that change. You know, you've been working for years and years and years. You're used to uh, being paid a certain amount, or if you're a business owner, drawing a certain amount from your business. And now, you know, you've got this portfolio and how am I going to draw income? And I think that's one of the, you know, the number top five questions we get asked. Do I have enough to retire and how am I going to get my income? And so uh, withdrawal strategy is just that. We're looking at what type of accounts, what type of income sources do you have in order to to get that income? And where should we be taking it out from in terms of uh, looking at it from a tax perspective as well? So, so, you know, what we first really start with is taking an inventory of how much you actually spend, how much are you going to need, including the fun stuff and the not so fun stuff still like insurance and property tax, the fun stuff being travel, uh, spending mon- money on grandchildren, things like that. And so I always use a financial planner to drop that financial plan to really figure that out. Are you going to be able to spend what you want or do we have to have another conversation? Um, again, what your goals and objectives are, right? Uh, do you want to leave money for your children or grandchildren or other beneficiaries, charities, all those sorts of things are also part of that conversation um, because that really matters to us because we're planning for now how you draw your income. But in the future, uh, some people can have a huge tax liability on their estate. So it's important to start looking at that way before um, you know, the end of your days. You want to plan ahead for that. And, and again, we want to talk about CPP. OAS, rental income, pension, um, how is all of that going to contribute? And that's a part of that kind of first conversation when someone's talking about, you know, I want to retire, you know, how am I going to get my income? That's what we're sitting down and talking about. Do people, do they underestimate or overestimate how much they want to spend or how much they're going to spend in retirement? I think a lot of people um, underestimate the first five to 10 years. I think, especially those who want to travel. I mean, not everybody's a traveler. Um, you know, some people like to stay closer to home. Some people have a cottage that they, you know, plan to use more and semi-retire to, for example. And so everybody has a unique situation. That's, you know, what I always find so interesting, really getting to know, you know, somebody, their family, their, you know, what makes them tick, what what is going to, you know, make them excited in retirement and 
some people, frankly, are, are worried about retiring. They don't know what they're going to spend their time or money on. And so they don't need to have all the answers in that first conversation. And, and often, you know, we have a target that they're going to spend and we review it a year later to see if indeed that was the amount. Do they have money left over in their bank account? Should they be withdrawing um, as much as w- we thought they should? Um, or do they need extra? I mean, inflation is, is something, Simi, that also obviously affected uh, everybody, but retirees too. So maybe what they had expected or anticipated in spending, uh, they actually needed a bit more for those kind of day-to-day sort of items as as we know, food and gas prices shot through the roof last year. So so those are things that you should be talking openly with uh, with your financial advisor, their team, uh, so that you can get that happy medium of, you know, spending enough uh, because you can't take it with you. As, you know, my, my mom just told me, you've never seen a hearse with a bank vault trailing behind it. So you want to... <laughs> You, you want to make sure that, you know, you are spending enough in retirement. I do have a lot of clients that are in their 80s and 90s. Uh, and, you know, they ended up not spending enough during retirement. And they're passing on a lot more than they had anticipated. And, and maybe didn't live the kind of a, as exciting retirement as they could have in terms of traveling, buying a, or buying a boat or a cottage, whatever they wanted to do. So that's what's important to review it ongoing. Uh, but make sure you have that plan as you enter into retirement. Okay, so what kind of vehicles are we talking about here in terms of what people can withdraw from? Yeah, so I mean, we're uh, we're looking at the various accounts. So people often have non-registered accounts, uh, joint accounts, corporate accounts. Um, you may have an RSP still, tax-free savings accounts, or LIF or RIFs. And you know how we're deciding where you should take that money from is is often what your goal is for your estate at the end of your days. Because if you just draw from your non-registered accounts, which again it doesn't create any income when you kind of take out money, except for possibly a capital gain. If you're, if you're selling some stocks or positions, um, however, if you if you pass away owning a lot of uh, RIF or RSP, um, you know that's going to be a huge tax consequence to your family. And a lot of people rather keep it in the family than, of course, pass it on to CRA. So that's where again, in retirement, you know, if your goal is to leave some money for your family, triggering a bit of tax every year uh, to take money or uh, maybe early out of your RSPs or take more out of your RIF accounts can make uh, tax sense, actually. So that's why, again, it's important that, you know, professionals crunch the numbers for you. You're not trying to figure out where your income should be coming from so that you have real numbers on paper um, and and they can be adjusted as time goes on. Because when we're planning for retirement, Simi, we're not planning for five or 10 years. We're planning for 30 years plus because people are living so long these days, right? And we have to account for inflation and tax and all those things. So we're happy to do that uh, for all of our clients and your financial advisor should be doing that for you as well. Sounds good. Thank you so much for the advice, Lori. Thanks so much to me. Have a great week. You too. That is Lori Pinkowski. Lori is a senior portfolio manager at Canaccord Genuity. And remember, you can contact her team directly, 604-695-LORI, or check out their website at pinkowski.ca.